Hello and welcome to the So Disorganised podcast, a slightly chaotic sewing podcast where I love to chitty chat all things sewing, fashion and creativity. I'm your host Mari and I'm really excited to get started. Hello, thank you for being here on what is the first episode of the So Disorganised podcast. But first off, Happy New Year! We made it! It's 2024 and I can't believe it. It sounds so futuristic. I mean, I know 2023 sounds futuristic, but 2024, we're here. This is this is what sci-fi was made about. You know, where are all the little computers and actually we already have the computers, but all those like hover cars and everything that we were promised in the movies, in the 90s movies. But anyway, welcome. It is January. I am recording in January. I'm a full full disclosure. I am mildly hungover. <laughs> I feel, I'm feeling very sorry for myself. I had a wonderful night last night. I went out with friends. It was loads of fun. I ended up drinking a bit too much. But I mean, if you can't drink too much on New Year's, then when can you? Uh, but I did actually already record this podcast, this episode. But when I was editing, I didn't like it. I rambled a bit too much. And this is quite a meaty topic. So... I'm going to try and record it again. And as this is the first episode, I wanted to do it right. If I'm going to do the first episode, I've I've got to do I've got to do it justice. And I just felt like the last recording I did didn't do that justice. I am here again. Like I said, mildly hungover. We have a lot to get through, but I'm really, really excited. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas if you celebrate it and New Year or just some time off or whatever you did. I hope you had a nice time and ate lots of food and were very merry. I had an absolutely magical Christmas with my family. New Year's was fun. And now I think I'm ready to get back into a bit of normalcy. Uh, get back into routine although my routine is going to be packing up because I am in the process of moving house because why not take on the massive responsibility that is a podcast whilst you're moving house I mean yeah that makes sense to me right (laughs) but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into normalcy and just a bit of routine I'm I'm ready now Christmas is over let's get let's kick start January off so Today, I I was back and forth on what to do for today's episode. I, it's a new podcast, it's a new year, and there were several topics I thought I could cover. However, I thought it would just be really fun to do a trends episode, because whilst I don't really subscribe to trends, I do find them really interesting, and it just, just, without, like, trends are the reason that fashion can help us pinpoint certain moments in time, so, you know, you, you instantly recognise 1920s fashion, you go back to like the 1800s fashion, you can, you can take a lot from that from the fashion and that was all dictated by trends. So like, so like I said, whilst my style is all over the place, I really do find trends interesting and I find them quite a good way. If I'm struggling a bit with my sojo or I'm lacking inspiration, I do find them quite a good place to go to get to give me ideas and get and get my creative juices flowing. So I thought, what a better way to kickstart January than talking about the trends, get that sojo pumping, get us riled up, get us excited for what we're going to make in the new year. Now, like I said, this is going to be a chunky episode. There are nine trends to get through because what I didn't realise was, and I find this so cool, um, and I actually learned about this whilst researching, is that each year Pinterest makes fashion predictions based on what people have been searching, taking out keywords, and from that it will curate a list of search history and that kind of thing. Now, I have nine because I have gone from a... I've, I've used several websites, but the main one that I used listed nine trends. I You can find more if you do a bit more of a deep dive, but I thought nine was quite a lot. I I thought that's going to, you know, that's going to definitely bulk out the episode. To add any more would just take us into hours of recording. <laughs> so this is this is going to be the format of this episode. I'm going to talk to you about the trend, uh, the styles of clothing in that. Then we'll talk about sewing patterns. We'll talk about uh, prints and textiles and then and access ways to accessorize that look and then i've got some celebrity example 
if you're looking for a bit more of a tangible way on how people are styling these outfits. So like I said, I'm going to whiz through these because we have a lot to cover and I could be here all day talking about these. So we are going to whiz through. All of this information is going to be in an accompanying blog post. As you're listening to this, you can go check out the podcast Instagram, So Disorganized Pod. It will be linked in the show notes. And I will, ha- and I have created mood boards for each look so that as I'm describing them, if I do a terrible job of describing them, which I can't promise I won't do, you can look alongside and see what I'm going on about. So first, let's quickly run through the trends. We have polished preppy, quiet luxury, grandpa chic, hyper feminine, volume and shape, jelly fashion, pops of colour, jazz revival, and sustainability. Those are the nine fashion trends that Pinterest has predicted next year is and push out unsustainable fashion. I kind of, I, I see it more as a fact that it's not the trend that's bad. It's the people abusing the trends that are bad and trends are not inherently bad. They are really interesting and can be really inspirational. So let's, let's get cracking. Let's not dilly dally anymore. We've got a lot to cover. Let's do this. I have my green tea. I am ready to smash this out. Let's go. So, polished preppy. What is polished preppy? Polished preppy is very much high school style fashion, but a mature, mature high school fashion. And imagine American, very stereotypical, clueless. Um, I don't know if you've seen the film Clueless. If you haven't, it's a terrible film. Go watch it. It is amazing. <laughs> but very much clueless style blazers, pleated skirts, button-down shirts, chinos, polo shirts, sweater vests, that kind of thing. So yeah, very much like bougie, chic, school-style um, school style fashion. So if this is a look you were interested in, I've got a few patterns that I feel we that you could use to make this look work for you and incorporate it into your handmade wardrobe. So when it comes to blazers, think more unstructured, oversized, casual blazers. Things um, like the Heather blazer from Friday Pattern Company or the Bella Loves Pattern Fran blazer. You don't want it to be massively oversized because there are quite a few nods to feminism in the silhouettes of the outfits. But at the same time, you're not going for massively tailored. You want that perfect middle ground and... I feel like these patterns do hit that sweet spot. So as well as blazers, pleated skirts are really in. And I've been seeing a lot of mini skirts. They seem to be making a comeback, which I don't know. If anybody's like me, I never feel massively comfy in a mini skirt. I love making accompanying shorts. And it's amazing how much more confident I feel knowing that I've got that little bit of security so that if my skirt blows up or I bend over or somebody is looking why they shouldn't be looking, all they're going to see is a pair of shorts. And I feel I feel like I've got a lot more modesty there. So I do love that about that pattern. Now, I also picked the Friday Pattern Company Bernadette skirt because whilst this isn't pleated in the way that this look, that this trend is more aimed towards, I do think if you're going for a slightly more casual vibe, this skirt would be perfect. It's still got somewhat of the aesthetic, but it's a little bit more casual. And it's got a really cute belt and little bag feature that I do think would lend itself to this look. Because it almost kind of looks like, oh, put your lunch money in it, put little, I don't know, school type things in it that would add to that preppy look. So I thought that would be a really cute option if pleated skirts aren't your thing or even if you just do not have the energy or the time to make that many pleats because I like pleated skirts but the idea of those pleats is an incredibly daunting thought and the Bernadette skirt I think would be a really nice option but a lot less intimidating. Button down shirts, you're wanting to go more traditional so not camp style or anything like that, you're wanting the buttons that go all the way to the top. So think something like the Cashmere at Vernon shirt, which is when you think of a traditional button-up shirt, that is that is it. I don't really know how else to describe it other than just very much your traditional office like school shirt. 
but it's but it's nicely fitted to the body so it's really flattering then the vicky so cynthia is my absolute favorite oversized shirt pattern i have made three already i have more in the make i have more in my plans list it's beautifully drafted it comes together really nicely and the instructions are fantastic and if you were to pair that with a pair of chinos or or a pleated skirt i do think that would be a really cute look and yeah so i think like oversized shirt blazer pleated skirt bish bash bosh you are on the you are on your way knee-high socks uh mary jane shoes you've got the look you've smashed it you've cracked it done okay so that's blazers skirts and shirts done another thing that i saw which i'd never heard of before bermuda shorts and this these are completely new to me but what i got from these are there you know when you see those films where people go into the jungle and they have those like jungle explorer shorts on like the khaki jungle explorer shorts or like holiday type shorts that's I, I don't know if i'm right because when i googled it like google did throw a few different styles at me but from what i saw that's what i interpreted them to be so i have two options for bermuda shorts and that is the so over at Kira shorts. And I feel these are perfect. They've got a really nice fitted waist. They've got cuffed, uh, they've got cuffed hems and they billow out a little bit, but they're designed for more structured fabric like linen, cotton canvas, um, lightweight denim. So you want, so they've got really good structure, but if you made them in a khaki or like a dark navy or something they would they would work really well for this look um obviously depending on how you styled the rest of your outfit now i also because there's a lot of what looks like fiddly design features in this i also have um added the puff and pencil breezy shorts because when i googled bermuda shorts i also saw a few of these style of elasticated uh, elasticated waist knee length not flowy but not structured shorts. So like ones, like I said, designed for linen, cotton, but have a bit of a breeze. They have an elasticated waist and a drawstring, but would work for this preppy look and was what the internet told me <laughs> was a Bermuda short. If you, if I'm wrong, please let me know. Um, you can comment on my Instagram post because like I said, this is, this is kind of what I got from Google when Google was telling me a few different things. But if I've got it wrong and you actually do know what Bermuda shorts are, please tell me because I'm really interested. I, I love learning new fa new clothing terms. So yeah, um, do, do correct me if I'm wrong. But I thought those would be two really good options for that. Now chinos, obviously chinos, chinos are going to be part of a preppy look because you pair that with a shirt and it's on it. it you pair that with a button up shirt and it does instantly give that preppy look. So I picked again two patterns that I thought would work well for this. Then that in itself is exactly what you're aiming for. So I, I picked this because I thought you've also from the samples got the fabrication so you can colour you're aiming for. They've got a slightly ballooned leg, not too much, but mildly ballooned leg. Would work really well with a shirt, would add a bit of shape and a bit of interest to it. But I did think they would work really well. I also thought the closet core sasha trousers would be really good. Now these very traditional straight leg trousers, they've got welt pockets at the back, a zip fly and the option to iron that pleat into the front, which always blows my mind. I never understand how that can withstand being washed. Do you have to do it? I, I've never done it because I just don't understand it. And it obviously does work. I've seen it. But do you have to re-iron re that every time you wash your trousers because that sounds like a lot of work but anyway they have the option for that but these are just yeah very grown-up trousers <laughs> the best way to say it but yeah very um business casual style trousers which again would fit into this look and the, the really cool thing about these ones are they're designed for stretch wovens so that would be that would add a whole new layer of comfort and accessibility that i think is really good so i just realized and i knew i needed to do this and I've, I've completely forgotten but before each one i wanted to try and explain what uh realsimple.com said was polished and preppy and i can't i did the exact same thing on my first recording 
and I can't believe I'm doing it again. Like I said, guys, this is a slightly chaotic podcast, but I will for the next ones. I will add it in the beginning. This is what realsimple.com is saying about Polish Preppy. While the COVID years gave us permission to go full goblin mode and encouraged lounge dressing, fashion pros say the industry is now experiencing a direct pushback on ultra-casual styles. Look for refined shapes and touches of prep and polish. Voluminous suiting in statement colours along with the return of the polo shirt signify a desire for classic crisp aesthetic. So that's what the internet's saying about it. So yeah, basically, university style, I think is probably the best way to say it. Like Ralph Lauren, Jack Wills, that style is polished preppy. Just university fashion is how I would interpret it. So polo shirts, as it said in the description, polo shirts are making a big comeback for this trend. And... I never thought I would want a polo shirt, and although I don't want a polo shirt in this style because it's a bit more clean and crisp, I really do like the idea of having a colour block polo shirt. But I found two really good patterns for the polo shirt. First, and I'm going to say this wrong, and I'm really, really sorry because it's, yeah, because I'm just, I'm just going to butcher this completely, but the Juliana Martejivas, and you have the option to use a woven fabric for the placket, which I thought was a really cool feature and would make it quite in keeping with that polo shirt look where you do tend to have more woven plackets. As well as polo shirt, knit sweaters and vests are really, really make, uh, are really coming into this look. And like they're designed to be styled over the shirts or over the polo shirts and like worn with the skirts. They're very... It's, so like a lot of these are very much capsule wardrobe style looks. So each piece would work with all the other pieces and you could interchange them, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I didn't add any knit sweaters just because I thought for this, it might be better to, if you can knit, knit an oversized chunky sweater. Cause you, I like, it's very much the traditional wool, like knitted wool style. Maybe look second, let's see if you can get one second hand um, from like charity shops, vintage, that kind of thing. I, I just think that although I know this is a sewing podcast and I'm, you know, going to first and foremost encourage sewing, I don't, I really don't think there's anything wrong with, with adding some ready to wear outfits into your wardrobe too, if you want to make it work. Or, or like I said, if you knit, knit your own. Fantastic. More props to you. I, I can't knit to save my life. I, I just don't have the patience for it. So for me personally, I would check out Vinted and, you know, like cure that itch through that. But vests, I did think that vests would be a good option. Although, again, knitted would be perfect. But if you had a vest, maybe like you could make it in a cable knit so it, it, would, um, it would very much suit that style or like a chunky cream knit because with the polo shirts you are looking for more like creams and whites like deep v-necks a very traditional golfing vest so i thought the charlotte emma clove vest would be really good for this it's got quite a low v which would be a nice um nice feature to play around with and depending on what you wore underneath it, it'd be a really nice way to show off the layers of your outfit it's got a nice chunky waistband, which I thought was another really cute feature. So you could play around a bit with a chunky ribbing, that kind of thing. It just gives you a few options to play around with textures and fabric. Now, another option, and this is much a bit more of your classic sweater vest, is the Ensemble Pierce vest. If you're going for the more traditional look, this one would be the one. It comes slightly over the um, your shoulders. It's a little bit oversized, but it has a very classic V, the traditional sweater vest that would work with this. So when you're think, so that's the clothing. Now, when you're thinking about fabrics and prints, think checks and plaid, like the very the the iconic clueless check. I um argyle print which if you don't know what argyle print is there is a picture of it on the sh on the mood board on my instagram but it's those like those golf th that golf triangle print where you get the triangle the golf diamond print where you get the diamonds that kind of go down in lines and then like sometimes bordered or there's like a dashed line around them check out the check out the mood board on my instagram because i do have a picture of the argyle print there think stripes think planes 
So I clean print, clean planes. Uh, so either light colours like beiges, creams, sky blues, or darks um, like navies, maroons. But if you're adding colour, add colour more through the prints and the planes. So like I said, things through like the checks and the stripes. Uh, but you but you really really are going for a, a really clean crisp aesthetic in the prints and the fabric that you choose so if you want to accessorize this um watches sandals neckties satchels like your your leather oxford satchel that kind that that kind of very preppy school type um school type accessories and if you're looking for some celebrity examples that did this really well Check out Taylor Swift, Victoria Beckham, Reese Weatherspoon, Gwyneth Paltrow. And I do know that Princess Diana came up quite a lot when talking about iconic look um, celebrities who did this iconically. So those are the celebrities that you'd want to have a look at if you're looking for how they incorporated it into their wardrobe in a much more casual, realistic way. Okay, so... I think I'm gonna have to really start because even that see that took ages. So I'm really gonna have to speed through these because it's already been like half an hour and we are only on to number two. So number two, quiet luxury. And what does the internet have to say about quiet luxury? Coinciding with the polished preppy aesthetic is quiet luxury, which is all about wearing pieces that look and feel super expensive but aren't blazingly so. Think perfect tailoring and high quality materials. So this one, I think this one actually, if this is a look you're going for, it is perfect. I don't think I'll, I, I don't think I'll ever be fitting into this trend. I am glad capes are making a comeback, and I do want to make a cape this year. But also, um, yeah, luxury knits. So a lot of crisp, clean white beiges and neutrals. Think when it comes to fabrication, think textures over prints. So, like the Chanel style boucle or rib knits, um, and very much solids over prints. So, with tailored blazers, polished preppy was more oversized casual. For this one, you're looking at traditional blazers like the Closet Cordia Seeker blazer, which is very much a traditional blazer, or the Vicky Sews Atari blazer. and Whilst the Vic so the Vicky Sozatari blazer, I thought was really interesting because it's a fitted blazer, but it has I don't know the best way to describe, but I guess inverted princess seams where like the seam is actually being sewn on the outside. And the the reason that I thought this would be really good is because anything that has a slightly different um design aesthetic like that, it does look a bit more couture it looks a bit more tailored a bit it looks a bit more high fashion which is what this look is going for it it's comfortable high fashion you want to look comfortable put together and stylish so i thought that this would be a really good option just because those design features will make people stop and think oh that's different that that probably cost a lot of money which again like i said is what this trend is kind of aiming for so bias cut skirts, I, I did two bias cut skirts and there's no there's no massive difference in the styles. I just thought I'd give you a couple options so you've got a couple pattern companies to choose from. So the Chisuti Evie bias skirt, very much your traditional bias cut skirt, invisible zipper. And again, there's no real difference in this style. I know that the Tasuti um, sewing pattern instructions are better than the Stylark because Stylark, uh, st well, Stylark's drafting tends to be immaculate. They do go to it at a place um, at a place for more experienced sewers. They don't put, uh, they put more work into the drafting than they do in the instructions. So that's why I did I did both just so you've got options depending on what you want to go for tailored coats. Um, I thought that the Bella Loves Pattern Traveller coat would be perfect. It's very much a long line, double-breasted coat. It's got welt pockets. It's got all the classic features of a traditional coat. Um, also, the Lisa & Co. Cheval coat, again, a very traditional long line coat, would be perfect for this look. You make that in a 
beautiful cream beigey boiled wool or a dark navy wool you really and it, and it will help pull your outfit together and complete your outfit i also added in a little bit of a wild card because i didn't know that it's not really a coat it's it's a coat it's a blazer and it's a dress so i didn't know where to put it so i put it in tailored coats and it's the daria pattern making luster blazer dress and it kind of feels like a coat but it also is just a solid outfit but this to me screamed quite luxury and actually if you look at most of her patterns she does seem to encapsulate that vibe so I do I do feel like you could work a lot of her sewing pants into this look with a lot of couture and high-end features that would look really expensive, really glamorous and make you look really put together. And I feel that this would be perfect for that trend. So I included that one and put it in whatever category you wanted to, but I just felt this is this is where it fell because it says blazer and dress and I decided to put it in coats which is neither a blazer or a dress because that's how I roll okay so capes I am here for the capes and I think if you're making a cape the I am patterns Harry cape is perfect it's simple it's elegant it's cozy it just screams luxury and it's got pockets, and if pockets in a cape don't scream luxury, then I really, I, I don't know what, what else to do. I think, yeah, that is just, it's the perfect pattern for this, and you can swish, you can just swish around in there, and it will be glorious. I also included the Grey Fries and Grace Stornaway cape. I feel that the I Am Patterns Harry cape would be a bit more traditional, it has a really cute op option to have a ruffle going down the front and down the side. And I don't I don't massively know if it screams quiet luxury. I think it would hugely depend on the fabric you choose to do it. But I do feel like you could fit it into this look. And it's just a really fun option. That is, it's a really cute cape. So I thought it was just a really fun option to have that you could see if you could work it into this trend. So now, tailored dresses are also a big part of this look. And when I say tailored dresses, I mean things like shift or sheaf dresses. Now, my favourite one, and probably the only one I would actually do in this trend, is luxury knit. And that's just because I love a luxury knit. <laughs> I love anything that's super comfortable. And I have got the perfect pattern for if you want to do if you want to make luxury uh, quiet luxury luxury knits and that's the named olo tea and pants now this is just incredible an incredibly stylish pattern it's a really comfy knit top and wide leg trouser combination you have an option for just a standard hem but the one that I feel would be perfect for this is the option where you can have a lettuce hem, a cowl neck, because it just it just falls so beautifully that it really does scream luxury. And I really do not think you can go wrong with that pattern. Now I also included the swim style Carla loungewear set because that's slightly more voluminous, but no less luxurious. And all of this obviously depends on the fabric you're choosing. So I would say go for either similar to polished and preppy, go for creams, white beiges, or dark navies. And this is like for all the all the ones, either dark mature colours or light, crisp, clean colours, other textures and the fabrics you're looking for. The Carlo loungewear set is just slightly more oversized, slightly more baggy, but no less luxurious. So, if you are wanting to accessorise, if you wanted to go with this trend and accessorise it, I think gold and silver jewellery, you know, like those earrings that are just like big chunky, they're just like big chunky bits of gold. Like think that, think rings, watches, heels or classy sandals. I put in my show notes holiday bags and by that, I think, I mean, is it raffi? Um, that material that's like basket weaves, very much like Saint-Tropez style um Saint-Tropez style handbag and I'm pretty sure that's what I meant by that 
like a holiday bag. You could also style it with belts and sunglasses. So my interpretation of this this trend is very much like you dressing like you've got a lot of free time, you've got a lot of luxury time, and you're always on holiday. So just yeah, just dress just dress like you're going on holiday in the south of France and you have this look covered. Pretend you're in Maiden Chelsea and bish bash bosh sorted so celebrity examples that do this look really well are sophia ritchie amanda seyfred and tracy ellis ross go check them out if you're looking for ways that they brought it into their wardrobe and you can bring it into yours okay moving on to grandpa chic also called eclectic grandpa i love that name and we are going to smash through this and this is one of my favorite ones so what is the internet saying about our eclectic grandpa style? It's officially time to bid adieu to coastal grandma and instead usher in a new icon, eclectic grandpa. Think retro streetwear, chic cardigans and customised clothing. So yeah, very much 90s style fashion being brought back. For this style, think baggy, think casual, comfy, very much of an androgynous silhouette. So you don't want ultra fitted clothes. In fact, you want to go the opposite. You want to just be over the top baggy, comfortable. So oversized cardigans, baggy jeans, oversized shirts, oversized t-shirts, ringer tees, um, which are the ones where you have the tee and they had the t-shirt, and then you've got contrasting neck bands and armbands. Very much that style, styled with beanies, trainers oversized scarves baseball caps retro sunglasses leather bags very much that way of styling it and for oversized cardigans i don't think you can go wrong with the true bias marlowe marlowe cardigan uh, especially if you size up a couple sizes then you'll really then depending on the fabric you use you will really have that very comfy cushy cloudy type cardigan I also thought the Tammy Handmade Cara cardigan would be really good, especially the slightly longer version. The fabric that she's chose, which is that kind of dark, um, light grey, I do think that would work really well too, because again, it's just that really comfy style. Also, quilted patchwork jackets are really in with this trend, so the Megan Nielsen Hovia jacket would be really good. I think you could really play around with the tie-over waist one, um, with a pair of baggy jeans that would work however if you're looking for like a more traditional quilted jacket then the by hand london narissa jacket would be a good option and i think if you made the full length coat version of this in a patchwork fabric it would be incredible and work perfectly for this style because it's essentially like wearing a blanket yeah it's all about like comfort over not comfort over style because obviously the look is a style the long one it would essentially be like wearing a blanket and you and yeah it would be perfect for this trend so also baggy jeans like no not skinny jeans not fitted jeans not straight legged jeans you want baggy oversized boyfriend style jeans like the I Am Pattern Sunshine jeans, and whilst these aren't baggy, they have a slightly balloon shape that if you paired that with a chore style jacket, something like the Ilford jacket, an oversized shirt and these and these slightly ballooned leg trousers, you would have a look in that itself and you could make that in a denim or a corduroy and it would be perfect. The Anna Allen Helene jeans, if you're looking for something slightly different, they're a wide leg jean. But if you made them slightly longer, you could cuff them up. And I think that would work really well for the look and aid to the oversized baggy style, which are an elasticated waist pair of tra uh, straight leg pair of trousers. If you were to make them in a faded denim, like a lightweight faded denim, that would be really perfect. Very much think vintagey, faded, treated fabric. So things that have gone through a process like acid washed, stone washed sand washed anything that's got a bit of um a faded vintagey text or just thrifted vintage fabrics anyway like so think turning bed sheets into clothing towels upholstery fabric tapestry fabric very much those kind of fabric uh, would be good for like the jackets and the trousers now also oversized shirts are very much in so the paper theory olia shirt would be perfect for this 
It's got that big front yoke, which you could play around with color blocking, but it also adds to that really oversized baggy style. Also the pattern fantastic Fen shirt, which is kind of like, best way to describe it, it's like a ball. It's like a, a circular shirt where it's very oversized. The sleeves are a bit more bat winged, but it's all very voluminous, very comfy, very slouchy and would work perfectly for this style. Sweater vests are also in with this look, but I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to give any patterns for them because I already gave patterns in the preppy polished look. So those sweater vests would also work well for this style. You want a lot of colour patchwork recycled te uh, recycled textiles corduroys chunky knit upcycled and repurposed clothing so going to a charity shop finding something and then completely repurposing it towards that style and a lot of textured fabrics and cable knits that kind of you want a lot of texture a lot of color and a lot of different styles it's like mishmash it's like cohesive mishmash really is probably the best way i can describe it is you want a bit of chaos but you want cohesive chaos and a lot of earthy colors mixed in with the bright colors so like browns rough mustards dark denims that kind of thing we already talked about accessories in the beginning but yeah like i said baseball caps trainers loafers those those kind of things very 90s style accessories so celebrities who've done this really well anuk yi gigi hadid and selena gomez all did this look really well and are good examples of how you can how you can incorporate it into your website into your website into your wardrobe but also pinterest has it like for all of these like pinterest is an excellent source of information if you want to see more of this style but I know this is one of the more trending ones on Pinterest and you will find it a lot if you look for it. Okay, moving to Hyper Feminine. And this is another one that I'm actually, I really do like. And this one, it's not so much about the sewing patterns or the garments that you choose to use. It's a lot more about the textures and the fabrics and the colours that you choose to use. So think Barbie core, cottage core. It's very traditionally stereotypically feminine, but extra. Like it's I don't really the best way to let's 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 first let's see what the let's see what the internet says about it and then I will tell you my interpretation of it. This is what realsimple.com has to say about hyperfeminine. If grandpa core didn't hit, then perhaps the hyper-feminine styles of 2024 are more your speed. Ultra girly aesthetics are very in a la coquette core, Barbie ballet and cottage vibes. Pink and lazy details are in, as are bows, pastels and floral prints. So yeah, it's it's very unapologetically feminine, as in what once upon a time would have been just put aside as being stereotypically women in a, in not the nicest of ways. It's like women are just craw clawing that back in and being like, this is stereotypical, but but we're taking that back and we're going extra with it and think like volume, pinks and florals, bows, laces, all of that. So for dresses, I thought um, the Veronica Tucker hazel dress would be really good. It's a beautifully tiered dress. It's got a little um, tie at the front that you can tie in a bow, but it's beautiful. It's flowy. It's voluminous and just a very feminine silhouette. Also, the So Love Patterns Joelle dress. I thought this was perfect. It's dressed with a huge bow on the front. So, and bows are very much, very in keeping with this trend. So I thought it's it's an A-line, I'm not even sure if it's a bias cut dress, but yeah, basically the, the main feature is just this huge bow on the front that covers your goodies and has like a few cute little cutouts there and it's beautiful. Also, the Robertswood Alicia dress, I thought that was perfect. It's a patchwork. It's it's a more expensive sewing pattern. This one is an investment, but this one is also a, a work of art. It's a patchwork, but it's patchwork to have bows as part of the patchwork, and it's beautiful, and the fabric they've used is perfect for it, and I do think that would be a beautiful nod to the hyper-feminine trend. Also, I think blouses, so like the Michaela Crates Camille top, which is a tie, a, you know, you tie it up in the front, so it bows on the front. 
Um, it's got puff sleeves. It's a very feminine silhouette. You make that in a floral fabric, it would look beautiful, very cottagecore vibes. Tasuti Hillary top. is another really good example because it's just a plain top on top and then it's i'm not sure if it's cinched in at the waist with um with an elastic casing or shearing but it's basically sewn in at the waist to create this beautiful peplum effect which i thought had a lovely feminine silhouette and would be beautiful uh also the veronica tucker freya blouse which I don't really know how to describe it. It's more about the sleeves for this one. But remember when it was a thing where people with long ponytails would tie up their ponytails and then they'd in, like tie it up as it goes down so that you had that puff out in between each hairband, um, in between each spaced hairband. And it's that's the best way I can describe it. Again, if I'm doing a terrible job, look at the blog post. There will be pictures on there. Yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. But again, volume feminine beautiful very very fun a lot to play around with skirts think and the print so think pinks think florals laces bows ginghams pastels and that's more what you're going for than actual than the actual patterns like you want very feminine silhouette patterns but you could take less feminine style patterns and you could still make it hyper femme depending on the fabric you choose and that is more what you're working with for that so if you're wanting to accessorize think hair bows cute handbags heels dolly shoes jewelry anything that is very stereotypically feminine i don't i hate saying that because feminism means so many different things to so many different people and i know that pink frilly lacy that doesn't really define feminism at all because i mean us women we're so multifaceted we can wear a pink frilly lacy tool dress one day and then go be a lawyer be a mechanic be be a vet be a doctor be whatever we want to be and to turn around and say like feminine like this it does just feel like it's boxing it in but I'm using it because I, my interpretation of this trend is women taking back that stereotypically feminine image and just owning it that's that's a very terrible way of explaining my interpretation of this trend so celebrities who are doing this really well are Asia Chow, Sarah Jessica Parker obviously iconic and Lizzo very much does a lot of these hyper feminine silhouettes, a lot of puff, a lot of volume. So they're really good celebrity examples, tangible view of this trend. Okay, so moving on to volume and shape, we're on number five and we are getting through this. So this one, I will read it out to you and I don't know if I interpreted this right, but this is, this is what I took from it because I did find this one a little bit ambiguous. Okay, so volume and shape. In place of the ultra-tight skinny jean and crop jacket, 2024 fashion is all about experimenting with volume, length and shape. You can expect exaggerated lengths to show up on all types of apparel with long dresses, oversized long line jackets and even drop waist dresses becoming mainstream again. Wide leg denim has given way to more tailored bottoms which come in flowing fabrics such as coupe rope, gabardine and even sateen for some shine. Pair these back to a matching blazer for a head-to-toe ensemble. So my interpretation of volume and shape is more structure, like more structured fabric to because it's shape and volume. However, I think this one is more about like floaty, um, drapey fabrics. But I have gone with my interpretation and I've kind of found a middle ground to how I feel this trend is <laughs> that makes sense so I'm thinking like puff sleeves and um, interesting design features obviously it mentioned long line coats we've covered long line coat in the quiet luxury one but some other really good examples are the Barra Studio, um, Barra Studio Slim Coat, Slimmer Coat. That's a really good example of a long line coat. Well, pockets, double breasted, very traditional but simple long line coat. The Five Mood Hunter Coat I thought would be really good. 
because that's definitely volume and shape it comes all it comes all the way down it's a very very long long line coat so i thought that was playing around volume and shape and the vicky sews hayden coat again another very traditional long line coat but this one has more of a shirt style collar than a double breasted one so it's a really nice option to play around with for tops i was thinking puff sleeve style tops like the Anna Allen Anthea blouse, which has an iconic puff sleeve, like a huge puff sleeve. The Vicky So Chiara top, which is similar to the Veronica Tucker Freya top in this, that the sleeves are very much that. And I'm going to call it the layered ponytail style sleeve because I don't really know what it's called. But this one also has a bustier bodice, which I thought playing around with shape, playing around with structure, playing around with volume in the sleeves and structure in the body. Also the Fiber Mood Lulu blouse. Also I thought a really good example for this would be the Pattern Fantastic Harmonic set which is a top and a skirt that you can either wear as separates or you can wear as one which gives it a dress feel but it's got this um one one of the options is that you can have a wave cut out on the bottom so it's an extra pattern piece that's shaped like a wave and it looks really cool and it's a really cool design feature that is definitely playing around with shape it's actually like playing around with shape in the cutout and the fabrication like and the colors that you choose so a lot of room to play around with there so a drop waist dress and if you're not familiar with a drop waist dress it's a dress that comes down to either the hips or a bit further and it's similar to a flapper girl dress but it's got a bit more volume after the hips and i thought a really fun way that you can incorporate this style into a more modern style would be the stitch which basque dress because although it's not massively drop waist it does go all the way to the hips and flare out and i think if you're looking for a more traditional drop waist dress you'd do better off hunting for a vintage pattern from that era that is very much more encompassing of the style but if you're looking for something with a bit more modern twist then the basque dress is definitely a good option now i didn't do anything for accessories or celebrities for this one because whilst it is a trend i don't feel like it's so much a standalone trend it feels like you could work it into pieces of your wardrobe but it doesn't feel like a massively all-encompassing say like eclectic grandpa that is a style that you could have as a capsule wardrobe that you could just stick to whereas this one i feel like it's one that you would dip in and out of and you would bring in occasionally but it's not a look you would properly commit to. So I found it a bit harder than to get a celebrity example from that, which is the same as the next one, which is jelly fashion, which again, I I kind of, I'm not sure again if I interpreted this right, but this is what um, the internet has to say about this one. Nods to 90s fashion continues its stronghold as we venture well into 2024 with jelly accessories enjoying a notable resurgence. In 2024, every aspect of our lives will be inspired by our favourite invertebrates. Gen Z and millennials are driving this squishy aesthetic and incorporating it into their style by searching for things like jellyfish hat and jellyfish haircut. Also very in, jelly shoes. Now I had to Google both jellyfish hat and jellyfish haircut. And whilst I now really want a jellyfish hat and when and i and the jellyfish hat is basically a hat with tendrils and it just looks like you've got a jellyfish on your head and i love that i will not be getting a jellyfish haircut anytime soon <laughs> and if you if you decide you want to fair play no judgment here but it's from what i what i got from it was where you cut the top layer of your hair into a bob and then you leave the bottom of your hair hanging down like tendrils so like a mullet except for the bob is at the top is straightened and like straightened and curved in so it goes into the head to create kind of like a nice curvature on the top to look like a jellyfish top and yet your hair is the tendrils and like i said not a judgment to anybody that does that but i don't think i'll be taking a trip to the hairdresser anytime soon to request that because so i I thought a tulle skirt would be like perfect for this and I thought the style arc Miranda skirt is very much your traditional tall overlay skirt simple easy to sew looks great 
you could play around with the fabric and colour and have a lot of fun. Now, I did add this pattern. However, I also thought ruffle jackets would be very much inks. Obviously, ruffles, frills, anything like that. So I thought the Ford and Guy ruffle jacket would be really good. It cinched it at the, um, at the waist to give it a big ruffle on the bottom. It's got really big ruffled sleeves that, again, like jellyfish tendrils. Also, I thought the Pattern Society epic ruffle coat was perfect for this. Cause... Now, this is one that I would recommend looking at the blog because it's really hard to explain. But it's basically just like a, a quite a simple coat until you're at the sleeves. And it has three layers of huge ruffles that come over. And to me, it felt like it could be the jellyfish head and your arms and body and legs are the tentacles. So yeah, that that's like the, the ruffles, the huge ruffles on the sleeves, the top of the jellyfish, and then you create the tentacles with the rest of your body. And I thought, yeah, that worked really well for this style. Also, as well as tall skirts, think tall dresses and ruffle, like ruffle and frill dresses. So although for the most part, I've tried to go with indie patterns because I I don't have anything against the big four. I just, in my personal sewing experience, I tend to be more drawn towards the indie pattern, um, pattern style. But I did think these two patterns from the McCall's Nomi collection would be really good. And that's the Nomi ME 2022 uh, skirt and the Nomi 2045 dress. So the Nomi 2022 skirt, it it's like a spiralled frill going down. So it's a frill from the top and then it spirals down the skirt all the way to the hem. Like a ruffle, a ruffle spiral. And then it's got like the, and then you've got a top included with like these big, again, um, tiered hair, puffy sleeve style. If you see what I'm on about with these sleeves, you will understand what I mean when I say the ponytail, the section ponytail. But you've got that top with it. So again, ruffles, that's like the frills on the jellyfish, um, the beautiful frills on the jellyfish. And Nomi 2045 20, 20, is just a massive ruffle dress. The ruffle starts at the neckline and then there are three, four, five, seven, seven layers of ruffles going down separated by more flat bits of fabric. So I thought, again, ruffles, very jellyfish-like, um, very floaty. Like if you go in the water, you just bob and float like a jellyfish. Now, for accessories, think jelly shoes, jelly accessories, like those friendship-style bead bracelets, very much 90s teenage accessories. You want to bring in a lot of childish fun into this look. And again, for this, I didn't do any celebrity styles because nobody is exclusively dressing like a jellyfish. Well, I mean, obviously, some people probably are. But for the most part, nobody's exclusively dressing in all jelly accessories and dressing like a jellyfish although I'm I'm not gonna lie I'm definitely gonna be dressing more like a jellyfish this year this trend has sold me <laughs> I am I'm very much here for it okay so we're on to number seven we're getting through this guys I think it's gonna be such a long podcast I'm sorry <laughs> I hope I hope you're being productive in the background or doing something and not just sitting here listening to my voice for ages because I'm, I'm very sorry this is a very long one okay so Number seven, pops of colour. And I, again, I'm here for this one. I love colour. This one is all about, you've got options. And again, let's, let's read, let's read what the internet has to say about this one. Capsule dressing remains popular in 2024. Now with updated basics in crisp neutrals like black, grey, camel and white. These are accented by pops of colour. The most popular being millennial pink, lavender purple, canary yellow and pistachio green grounded by deep navy refresh your existing wardrobe by adding a pop of, a pop color piece to your neutral look or make a bold statement by going head to toe in one color so this is very much a you know go as much or as little as you want you can either be really colorful or you can just accessorize with a colorful base layer or a colorful scarf so Again, similar to some of the others, I haven't really done patterns for this one because it's not it's not really about the patterns. It's more about the colour that you choose to do. 
So like, say you want to wear a cream or a beige blazer with beige trousers, but you want to add a bit of color. So you add a color, like a, a lime green or a bright yellow base layer underneath it. Something like the Helen's Closet Dawson top or the Megan Nielsen Rowan tee. Very much your traditional staple base layer top. And yet that would be perfect. Or you could go all out and you could wear a blazer and a suiting trouser in one colour. Maybe wear a colour, um, a different colour base layer underneath that. Or you could have a neutral base layer just to really offset it. But it's really about playing with colour and just exploring different contrasting or complementing colours to just have to bring a lot of colour and vibrancy and a lot of fun to your wardrobe. So when you're thinking of accessories, you want to, I'd say you want to really choose the accessories based around what you're wearing. So if you're wearing more neutral colours, maybe pair it with a bright coloured scarf or a bright handbag. Um, or, <coughs> or you could wear more colourful clothes and pair it down with like a dark navy or a black handbag, black shoes, that kind of thing. So just really, really playing around with colour and shade and silhouette, more so than choosing a pattern specifically for this trend. So celebrities that are doing this really well are uh, Emily Ratajkowski does it well, Katy Perry does it really well, Rihanna is a really good example, and Blake Lively. They are all celebrities that at one point have played around of colour and done it really well and are really good examples if you're looking for somebody for um, somebody to look for for inspiration. That sounds a nice quick one. Right. On to number eight, which is <laughs> Jazz Revival, which I think is so is so interesting, but I'm I'm kind of here for it. So what is Jazz Revival? If the 90s feel too recent for you, been there, done that, perhaps going a bit further back in time will sate your fashion appetite. Vintage jazz looks are gaining serious tracking and it extends beyond funk playlist a la jazz-inspired outfits. Think sparkly wide-leg pants with a modern-day crop top, oversized blazer, bell sleeve sweater, blinged-out corsets, silky floor-length slip dresses and unapologetic fringe. If you'd wear it to a jazz bar, it's in. So my interpretation of this trend is just elegance and sequins and dark colours, like stuff you'd feel really cool in like a smoky jazz bar. Well, yeah, that's pretty much what the trend is. So I thought for wide leg trousers, a really good option would be the Bella Loves Pattern Billy trousers, also the Closet Core Mitchell trousers. So uh, the Bella Loves Pattern Billy trousers are just a really nice wide leg trousers with pleating at the waist, um, a zipper fly and a classic waistband. The Mitchell trousers are a nice pair of wide leg um, trousers, but they have a really cool tie feature at the waist, which I think you could play around with depending on the hardware that you choose to use. Also pair that with a crop top. So so I, I wasn't sure if they if it was more going for like just classic 90s style um 80s 90s style jersey crop top really simple but i did think the true bias aster top which is a woven crop top with, with chunky straps and a button at back could be really good say if you made that in sequins and paired it with a sequin pair of trousers it would be a really elevated cohort but if you're looking for something just a bit more simple, just to wear underneath as like a more paired back look, something like the Juliana, and I can, I'm going to butcher it again, uh, Marta Giva's Vicey Top, which is just a very, very classic spaghetti strap crop top that you could just like make in a black, and a black to wear under like a sequin blazer or something like that would be perfect. Also, oversized blazers. I know we've covered blazers, but the Vicky Sews Janet blazer or the Nina Lee Richmond blazer, both of these are more classically have more classically tailored classically tailored features, but they are also really big and really oversized. So you you had that really nice juxtaposition of couture tailored features with an oversized baggy look that would be perfect for this. And then you could pair that with a slip dress, so something like the Vicky Sews or Nella dress, 
or the Maze and Sicily slip dress. So the Maze and Sicily slip dress, if you haven't seen it, it is very much your classic bias cut slip dress. It's got the option for a cow neck and it just falls like liquid satin going down your body. Or if you wanted to be a bit more extra, you could make something like the Vicky Sews or Nella dress, which I'm not going to lie, it does not look like a simple make. But it would be a head turner where it's got a corseted bustier bodice with a huge bias cut skirt leading into a huge train at the bottom. And if you were to make this in sequins or a sparkly type fabric, I really do think that you would turn every single head in that jazz club. And yeah, it would be a massive, elevated, smoky, sultry look that would be perfect for this trend. So when you're thinking of fabrics, think sequins, think metallic colours, so silvers, gold, coppers, paired with black so like a pair of black sequin trousers maybe paired with a silver sequin top but you like I said very much metallic expensive looking colors but you really want to have fun and play around with them so celebrities that are doing this really well are I think Samara Joy, Gal Gadot and Vanessa Kirby they have done this trend or are doing this trend and have done it really well and are really good examples to look for. Okay, so we made it to the final one, number nine. And I love this one, sustainability. I am here for it. I am so glad that this wasn't just a fad from last year and that it is continuing to make waves and it is continuing to grow as a movement. And I wouldn't even class this as a trend anymore because I think it is definitely staying. I don't, I like the nature of a trend is a lot more fleeting, a lot less permanent, whereas I can't see this one going anywhere anytime soon. It just seems to be growing momentum and I'm so here for it. So again, similar to the others, sustainability is not about the patterns you choose or really even the garments to some degree that you choose to wear. It's more about your attitude towards fashion. And I know that a lot of us, even if you didn't start sewing because of from because of a sustainable standpoint you do get a lot more knowledgeable about the damage that the fashion industry causes the harm that it does the pollutants the human rights violations and it's really hard to sew and not become aware of that but there are ways that you can follow this trend a bit more closely if you wanted to so things like upcycling thrifting your clothes instead of buying them new looking for more sustainable textiles like bamboos linens sustainable cottons because whilst cotton is a natural fiber it's not mass it's not massively sustainable it takes a lot of water and you think when you're using like ridiculous amounts of water and you're flushing that with all the chemicals into the soil it's very wasteful and it's not good for the people, the plants and the animals that have to live in that environment. However, you can get sustainable cotton, which where instead of the water being wasted, they do a recycle, they, they recycle it. They don't use the harsh chemicals and all the water is recycled and reused. So it's a lot more circular. It's a lot less wasteful. Also think, look for natural dyed fabrics instead of viscoses, look for tent cells where Tencel is basically viscose that has been a lot more sustainably made without the harsh chemicals, without the harsh processes. So it is a beautifully drapey, soft fabric, but nobody has been harmed in the process of making it and the planet has not been harmed in the process of making it. So there are a lot of ways that you can you can be more sustainable in your practices, like scrap busting. You've got your scraps use them use a fabric in your stash look for dead stock fabric so dead stock fabrics are, are fabrics that would have other um from designers that they have no use for maybe because they're faulty or they have too much of it or it's from a previous season that would have otherwise gone into landfill if it hadn't been rescued by fabric shops and then resold to the to the home sewing market so these are all really really good ways that you can just make your sewing a bit more sustainable there are some really good celebrity examples of sustainable trendsetters, such as Stella McCartney. She has uh, 
sustainable ethical sustainable clothing brands angelina jolie does really um makes a lot of movement in the sustainable fashion world and emma watson they're all really interesting celebrities when it comes to sustainable fashion who are talking about it who are encouraging a movement and just really pushing that sustainability and making and trying to make companies be more accountable for what they're doing when they're greenwashing and doing all this and hopefully if this movement continues then fast fashion will no longer be able to greenwash us and gaslight us and will have to actually be held accountable and be more sustainable in their practices and their manufacturing and their treatment of their workers and that's all we can really hope for okay so that's it we've done it i i have no idea how long this episode is going to be but it's going to be a long one i promise that this is an outlier the the subsequent ones will not be this long I, i promise you that it is just a meaty episode to kick us off i don't know if you could tell from where i got a bit more excited but i'm very much here for eclectic grandpa i love pop of color and a bit of a wild card for me i'm really here for jelly fashion i am i am wanting to jellyfish i won't be getting the haircut but i will be making a jelly jellyfish hat and if you want to see what one of them is look at the mood board on the instagram page because i have put a jelly hat up there but i by the end of the year you will see me swanning around in a jellyfish hat i'm very excited for that but i'd love to know what are your favorite trends what did you like from that did you like any of them or were there aspects from some that you liked like if you i'd love to hear like you can pop it on the my socials so just put a comment under the mood boards but thank you so much for listening again long episode meaty episode we had a lot to get through but i really enjoyed talking about that and i love i love some of the trends that are this year i will be back next week for a brand new episode which is all about moving house and organizing my craft room for moving house so thank you so much for listening or again all the information will be written in a blog post and you can find the links in the show notes of wherever you're listening to this now you can check out my instagram so disorganized pod and I will put all of my sources in the in the blog post too. So if there's anything you'd like to do a bit more research on, then that would be available there for you to look at. But thanks so much for listening and I will be back next week. Bye.